Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Accelerating your fandom, this is Flash TV Talk. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to news, reviews, and more for the hit CW show, The Flash. I'm Bo. And I'm Bell. Bell, man, how you doing tonight? I'm doing good. This is a new format, new way of doing things. It's kind of interesting. I... Instead of looking at my screen or just off into random corners of my room, I'm looking at a camera. So, <laughs> of course, I, I'm used to this from Legends, so it's no big deal. Yeah, no, I, I get that, man. But, of course, uh, you know, as you're alluding to, we are doing something a little bit different tonight. This is our end-of-season live call-in show. We are live, unscripted, unnoted. Uh, for those of you who think we don't know anything normally, uh, get ready, because tonight is the night where it all just, you know, comes out. We, we, we are going without any kind of notes. Basically, what we're going to be doing is talking about this last past season we're going to be getting hyped about it we're going to take uh you know criticism we're going to take uh you know what we enjoyed about it and we're also going to get hyped for the coming season as well and the best way we find to do this is to really turn the mics over to you guys so right now as we are recording we are live at facebook.com slash flash tv talk uh and we're using a new call-in setup in the past we have used Skype and the benefit of Skype. I, th- I think this is a benefit is we would always lose bell in between yeah. calls. It was a thing. Everybody knows it. And it was, it was great. Uh, and we would all, we would all take shots. So for those of you who hoped to tune in tonight, thinking we'd be doing the, the flash TV talk drinking game, uh, you know, hopefully you, you are uh, enjoying some, some beverage if you are of age and, and doing so responsibly, but for the rest of us, ah, I'm sorry. We're probably not going to lose Bell tonight. Bell, I, I want to apologize to you, man. Uh, you know, it's all right. You know, you, you can actually just kick me out of the meeting uh, at true. any point you choose. So, I mean, we could still, you know, synthesize the drinking game. Well, I'll tell you this, man. This is great. I mean, like, it didn't really hit me until after we had everything lined up. Here we are, Flash TV Talk. We just kind of did a reverse Flash TV Talk last week. And what are we using for our call-in meeting conference service? We're using Zoom. So of course we are. I mean, like that that just makes that that sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's it's yeah, it's poetic. <laughs> it's poetic for sure. Well, one way or the other, uh, we've got things set up. So for anybody tuning in live at Facebook.com slash flash TV talk, uh, the link is in the description. Click it, join it at any time. It's uh, gonna be a free-for-all. You know, we'll see what happens. But one way or the other, we hope that you enjoy it. And man, I'm really excited. I'm very hyped. Let, let's let's go ahead and kick it off, just the the two of us here, uh, as we as we tech support around around uh, everything that comes with using a new system uh, here at the tail end of the season. It's in that velocity nine here, it seems. Yeah, I know. I know right. We need that velocity. <laughs> I like it. I like it. That's good. Uh, Bell, I mean, overall, how do you feel this season fared in terms of, you know, we've, we've had five seasons of the television series. Where do you feel like this falls into place? Uh, I, I enjoyed the season overall. I really did. I, 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 uh, I liked the overarching storyline. I, I felt at times that the cicada bit, they were dragging it out uh, on purpose so that they could, you know, I, I guess, uh, uh, finalize the story at the end of the season uh, with the dagger and everything. Uh, I, I feel like there could have been some episodes taken out. But again, I, there's a lot of stuff this season that were some of my favorite moments on the show. 
Um, you know, so overall, I think it was a great season. Um, it just, there, there were some things that I could have done without. I'll just put it that way. No, I, I get that. Right. I mean, so let me ask you this. Was it Cicada like from the jump, you weren't feeling Cicada or do you feel like that, you know, it was, it was a, a strong start, but they lost it somewhere along the way. And if that's the case, where? So I feel like it was kind of, uh, uh, Cicada was fine, but there was a conclusion to Cicada's story with um, uh, Orland getting the cure. And so I thought from there they were going to go and focus more on what Ebart's plan was. And if that was the dagger, then that's great. Uh, we don't need Kid Cada and all this kind of stuff uh, in order to further that storyline, I don't think. And then there's also still some plot holes that we don't know about. Like, uh, you know, she talks about how there weren't, weren't any daggers in her time. And so she was obviously taken from another timeline, perhaps another Earth. We don't even know the answer to that. Uh, and so there, there are things in there that were just kind of, you know, unexplained. And they, they didn't I, I wasn't very uh, uh, happy with that. I figured when Orlin was cured, then that was going to be it. And we were going to then focus on maybe doing some, you know, Ralph Dibney, Sherlock detective work to kind of figure out what Eobard's plan was and how they're going to figure it out what it had to do with the dagger and all these kinds of things. And we weren't going to have to deal with Cicada or Kid Cicada or Cicada 2 or, you know, Takeda, <laughs> whichever, Shikada, yeah, whatever, whatever you want to call her. Shikada, um, Shikada. Uh, yeah, that, uh, could have worked, man. I think, I think Cisco should have driven that home at the end, but he kind of yeah. dropped it off. So this is what happens when Cisco's really only giving it like, you know, like 50%. We feel it and we feel it in the names of the villains. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, it's one of those things where we have these two amazing detectives on the show and there was a lot of detective work at the beginning of the season and maybe Ralph had that one conclusion at the end as to what Eobart's plan was, but there's no build up to it. It just it just felt like it was like, oh, yeah, by the way, I figured out the plan. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. So where did you say this kind of ranks for you as far as like seasons go? Yeah, because I I th- I'm pretty sure I've got a, like a like an order in the which I would kind of rank them, so to speak. I don't know. That's hard. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, it was up there. Nora was awesome. She was she was a highlight of the season for sure. Most definitely. I, I really liked the first season because Eobard and the whole like pretty much every episode in that one felt like it was part of the of the entire through line of the whole season. Right. Yes. Um, there were problems with 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 Zoom and Hunter Zolomon and all that kind of stuff and and the Jay Garrick and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, that one's a little bit. So season one okay. up there. OK. Uh, season two, meh. Season three, Savitar, that one's pretty interesting. Darkberry was sort of cool. And I would say even season three, despite some of its flaws, like really, really kind of solidified. I know this sounds crazy, but I like I feel like it really did solidify the Flash's loose understanding of time travel. Like we saw some reoccurring things happening with some explanation for how they happened. And yeah, it was a little malleable, but as we saw even this season malleability is kind of part of it they took the themes that they planted with savitar and time travel in that season and they grew them in this season i feel like big time big yeah time. so i'd probably go one four three two okay okay here's uh and then where but where does five fit in with all that what did i say one four three two sorry no uh one uh one five four Hmm. I, dude, I don't know. It's, it's really hard to rate these things. All right, all right. Here's, here's what I got. Here's what I got. I'm, I'm, I'm saying I'm going to say this. I'm going to say one with five being a very close second. I love this season. Okay. I really love this season. Like I hear what you're saying with Cicada and to some extent Cicada, like season one was not without its dragging storylines. Uh, in particular, I'm thinking of Firestorm. I, I think I, I mean, if you go back even to flash TV talk season one, if I'm remembering correctly, I was kind of like, okay, 
cool firestorm uh not really here for firestorm this isn't firestorm tv talk i'm here for flash and flash family and speed force and okay cool firestorm you know what i mean like i just i never really dug that storyline i felt it kind of dragged the season as a whole in yeah. many respects cicada now cicada has a little bit more of an egregious role from that standpoint because cicada was for the first half of the season kind of that that I mean, the, the big bad to a certain extent. I mean, we come to find out that, you know, when, when the veil is lifted and who's really responsible for everything going on, surprise, surprise, it's our boy Eobarthon. But let me just say it like this. I would find that these two things are, are pretty similar overall in terms of the dragging of the season. So anyway, all that to say, season one first, season two, or season five, a close second. Uh, after that, probably season three, then season two, and then my last right now is probably season four. Because if you want to talk about villains dragging and just like <laughs> not sticking the landing, I mean, the thinker, man, like the thinker definitely was one that kind of crashed and burned at the very end. I mean, again, yeah, plus you hated opinion, Ralph. So that was another thing about that season. Yes, that's uh, there's there's a lot about season four that did not work for me. Now, that being said, season four also had some great episodes throughout. And if I'm remembering correctly, during that season of Flash TV talk, we even kind of wrestled with that, right? Because we were like, this episode is fantastic. Wrapped around a lot of like really. Bleh. <laughs> yeah. Cause my issues with this season, they were, they were the cicada plotline dragging. It felt like a lot more than it should have. And the Meditech stuff, um, because we'd always dealt with metahumans and then the Meditech was just kind of weird thrown in there and it felt weird. And uh, I don't, I don't know. Like I, it didn't jive with me as much uh, thinker, you know, that season, I liked a lot of it. Uh, I really did. But then there's some other parts where I was kind of like, okay, again, it's dragging on. I want to say I really liked Sabotar season because comes back into the mix. I mean, you've got a lot of great things that, that go on that season. You know, the, the funny thing is, and this is part of like a, a feather in, in fives cap is that I've always kind of consistently with all the villains have wanted them to be a path to get Eobard back. And then finally in season five, we actually deliver that a villain story that is a path to get Eobard back. So Savitar was a pretty major swing and a miss for me. Like, <laughs> but I mean, I feel like since season one, all of the villains have been a pretty big swing and a miss for me. Like, you know, I, <laughs> now that Eobard's back, at least I won't make such egregious leaps. You know, uh, Alicia's in the, uh, in the, the chat right now saying the cicada story should have ended when Orlin with Orlin taking the cure then having Grace take the cure next. After that, they should have focused more on Eobard. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a there's a a story path they could have gone with that did not need to tie those stories together. I understand the desire to, and I understand the mindset behind it, but I don't think it was um I don't think it was necessary either. Man, we also have uh, Leon Goods uh, right typing in on the uh, on the chat as well. He's saying, I feel like Godspeed didn't live up to how the comics betrayed him last season. They could have gave him more to the plot. All right, now if we're gonna talk about season five. And we're going to talk about where the ball was probably most significantly dropped because yes, Cicada, Cicada drug out the season. It was a, it was kind of a heavy, heavy story. They could have, you know, trimmed up a lot about fine. That's that we're done with that. The biggest thing, one of the most hyped characters throughout the entire fandom is Godspeed. Yeah. Relatively new character in the comics. He has a fantastic storyline the concepts of kind of how they understand vigilanteism. There's a lot of ways they could play with that character and use him, especially with this Barry Allen, because Grant Gustin brings such a innocence and a naivete, but also kind of a purity to Barry Allen that I think someone like a Godspeed would really make for an interesting foil. We didn't get that. This <laughs> no, we didn't. <laughs> we, we did not get that with Godspeed. Bell, 
do you think there's a chance to redeem Godspeed in the in the you know season six? Do you think this is even further down the line? Where, where do you see things going with Godspeed? I it was such like a one shot kind of deal. I was sort of like, really, like you're gonna you're gonna do that? You know, I think that was kind of like a shared mindset. If I'm remembering the ratings correctly, it was a pretty heavily sought after episode. Like like I, I think it was kind of one of their their larger episodes in the season. Do you think that there was a lot of backlash? Do you think we lost some Flash fans because of the way that Godspeed was handled? Potentially, I mean, those you know behind the scenes shots came out and everything, and everybody was super excited about it. And so I, I could see that being a potential thing where it's like, oh man, the, the Flash shows have got Godspeed in them. Maybe I'll give it a shot. And then they go and they watch it and they see what they did with Godspeed. And they're like, oh, is this what they're doing to the Flash? Is this what they're doing to my characters that I love in the comics? All right, well, I'm not going to bother with this show anymore. I, I, I could see that being a reaction, but you know, it, it's fans of the show are probably used to them <laughs> butchering characters. <laughs> All right, so a couple of things to take into mind, of course, with Godspeed is that this was, yes, he was used as a pawn when he's really more of a bishop, if not like a queen type of level character, if we're going like chess, right? Yeah. Um, I, I would say he doesn't carry the weight of a Zalaman or a Thon or anything like that, or even like a Captain Cold. But at the same time, like he's a he's a powerhouse and we really didn't get much with his character at all which leaves him to be kind of a blank canvas they spent a lot of time getting that suit looking comic accurate, which means that we could probably guarantee that we'll see him in the future. But somebody I'm really looking forward to seeing in the future, and not even just the future, man. I'm talking about the present. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us right now, we got Shannon. There Hello? we go, Shannon. Hey, hey. welcome to Flash TV Hi. Talk. Sorry, I'm late. I totally forgot, honestly. Horrible. Oh. <laughs> it's okay. Time is relative, so technically you're early. That's true. True. I could always rewind it if I actually had speed. But, okay. <laughs> I'm kind of like, what have y'all already talked about? Because I don't want to repeat anything and... No, look, we were just actually going into uh, we were just going in on how Godspeed was handled. Um, what, what are your kind of your thoughts on Godspeed in terms of that character? Did you have expectations going in, and where do you feel like that landed? I kind of don't have an opinion because we got like five minutes, so it was kind of hard to form one. I mean, I hope that they continue on with this story. I thought his suit actually looked really cool. Um, I did like that, but it's just kind of hard to say because we didn't really get much. Other, All I can say is I want more. <laughs> See, that's the thing. I, I think that that really this it was more of a tee up for what's to come because with that kind of suit, like costume design, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think we've ever gotten a character in a full body suit like that that has not been reoccurring. I mean, I could be wrong, but I, I don't think I am. I mean, the closest I can think of was probably um, at the beginning of season three. Didn't we get like a a version, like a comic book version of the Savitar costume on a different character that it did, ended up not being the actual Savitar? Well, there was also uh, um, Accelerating Man that they made a costume for. Ah, Accelerating Man doesn't count. That's like... <laughs> Oh, come on. No, I mean, like, he's like, here, let's give him a leather jacket and, uh, and you know, the, the aviator type hat and goggles and a scarf. It's an awesome, don't get me wrong. It's an incredible costume, but it's Pretty not like, a, yeah, they didn't have to like cast somebody's body in order to create the thing. <laughs> this is true. But um, I, th I think he's definitely coming back. But Shannon, overall this season, what are some of your highlights? What did you not like? What works? We want to hear from you. I loved it. Um, I think the general consensus is that they kind of just carried on Cicada a little too long. Um, 
Yeah, I think it. I think that's a safe oh, bet. I, I agree. I agree. Any outpouring on like Twitter or otherwise for like, no cicada. Why did you have to kill the cicada family? <laughs> and so I was thinking about this yesterday um, while I was driving. Do they ever mention anywhere in any of the episodes the fact that his dagger looked like the flash symbol? No, they never Was actually. Is that just a coincidence? Did like, did that have a hitting meaning? I haven't read all the comics. So, so, so. it's interesting because, like, if you think about um, what we've seen visually communicated with a lot of these characters, I mean, think about, like, for example, Zoom and Zoom's costume. Think about uh, the the time wraiths and just their costumes. Uh, you know. There, there is a consistent theme where all of the visual inspiration must be coming from somewhere, but it's never really fully addressed. Like Barry doesn't, when he first sees a time wraith, he's, he never like really stops and be like, you know, why is he wearing my costume? Like that never occurred. You know, nobody ever like unpacks that at all. And so I think there's just more of a, you know, the, I, the closest. Don't thing- ask, don't tell. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to some extent. The, 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 the time race guy. though, the time race weren't really wearing his suit though. They were, they were more like just, they look like dementors, kind of. More yes, than I was else. just going to say that. Like every time I saw them, all I could think about was Harry Potter. Yeah, but yeah, they, yeah. They had like, the, the they? Black Racer did once. Uh, once Harry Zolomon, or once uh, Hunter Zolomon, Harry Zolomon. <laughs> 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 is, is that the new Harry for next season? Is it Harry Zolomon? You're a speedster, Harry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, once, once Hunter Zolomon, uh, you know, got uh, got caught or whatever, and and turned into the Black Racer. That's when the suit looked like the flashes. Uh, yeah, we got like thirty seconds of that. Yeah, thirty seconds. <laughs> right, no, you're you're right with the Black Racer, but I mean, if you if you like look it up, because I mean, it looks like the the wraiths have some kind of mask, like it, and it looks like the hood. Or, or the the dome that Barry wears, and I mean, like you know, what what you're saying, Bell, I think is is accurate. I mean, our our theory, or at least our current theory, as it relates to the Time Wraiths, is that they are the agents of the Black Racer, and so the, and because they exist out of time, they were doing his bidding before he even became the Black Racer. So they're act, you know, act. There's there's a, you know, there's some timey wiminess that goes into all that, but it works works pretty well. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Like, look, see, ah. Uh, I mean, it depends. No, I mean, I, I get a straight up Dementor vibe just without the hoods. I'm, I'm just not saying. saying Dementor vibes not there, but I mean, I don't know. Kind of look like it. Okay, yeah, it's yeah. There. There, there's, there's a little bit there. Sure. All right, all right. Fair enough. Well, point is that there's always kind of this like visual connection that that's there with the lightning bolt, and the closest thing that we had this season was really the. Um, the fact that it was somehow channeling negative speed force. They talked even specifically about how with, uh, with, with zoom or rather with, uh, with Thon, that they were utilizing the same, like the source of his speed as a thing that was going to kill him. Well, and also, uh, and I think in the comic, it was Cicada's job or not job, but what he wanted to do was to kill everybody that the flash had rescued. Um, and so there's a way more of a link there. And so I bet the shape of it was more of a nod to the comics than anything else. Um, but yeah, you would think Cisco would have been like, huh, this is weird. Why does Cicada's dagger look just like the emblem on your suit? <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's what I always thought. But yeah. I, I, they, they didn't ask me what I wanted. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a they didn't shard of either. a satellite. You know, shards of satellites always bust out like that. Just, look, I have four or five shards of satellites that I've just found over the years, and none of them look like the Flash's emblem. Right. So. You know, that, <laughs> that's, that, I you wish know, they did, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Why? The, the other thing with Cicada that I couldn't get out of my mind is every time I saw him, all I could think about was American Pie. <laughs> He's the one that was like obsessed with Stifler's mom. I haven't oh, seen him forever. Wow. Yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, yeah, he was in uh, American Pie. I knew that dude. Yeah, he was the Stifler's mom guy. No, no, no. He was the um. He was like the dude in the stable relationship with the blonde chick. That's right. And like she goes abroad or something like that. I don't. I don't remember. It's been years since I've seen those movies. But yeah, I I, I always think about uh you know Stifler and and uh what was it? Fez? No, not Fez. That's uh, that's from uh, that seventies show. Yeah. They should do with that '70s show version of The Flash. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> he could run. He could run to the '70s. It would be like an amazing tie-in. It'd be wonderful. I mean, just watch Legends of Tomorrow for that. <laughs> that's well, that is true. That's true. That's yeah, like every episode of Legends. <laughs> Flash should borrow some of that format, though. I think there is. You know, we we've discussed it before, but I think that there's there's opportunities to play around with the multiverse in the same way that. You know that that legends plays around with time, uh, especially since legends has kind of owned that space, which probably should have been the flashes, but whatever. Uh, you know, the flash has been much more about jumping Earths, and so I'm I'm kind of interested to see. You know, with the coming crisis, could we actually get an expounding upon the Earths that we're familiar with? I mean, where where do you see that going, Shannon? Are you hyped for the crisis? Are you kind of nervous? Oh about my it? gosh, I am. I'm nervous. Like, what do you think? Obviously, going? we we know that BA is not going to go away, and if he does, I will riot. Um, <laughs> but like, we already know that it's going to be Oliver Queen that's going to be sacrificed and everything. So I think right. that's kind of spoiled. Um, I really hope that they bring back John Wesley Ship. I think that they kind of have to. Um, oh. But I don't know. I haven't read that comic line. I don't want to because I want to be surprised. Um, and it's already going to be so different. I really hope that we see Captain Cold. He's what he, he's probably my favorite. He's not really a villain anymore. Well, it depends on which Captain Cold you're pulling from. Because, I mean, the one yeah. that wasn't a villain is dead currently. So, theoretically speaking, if we got a Captain... Well, you're talking about Citizen Cold, though, from Earth-X. Yes. Okay. I'll take yeah. any version, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> well, so Citizen Cold... I mean, I, Bell, correct me if I'm wrong here. They don't actually call him Citizen Cold. No, I think they... Uh... Gosh, I think they still call him Captain Cold. It's so unfair. I'll, I'll just take Snart. Yeah. There we go. We'll, okay. We'll yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll just say Snart, yeah. Well, so that's the thing. So Snart uh, from Earth-X is definitively a hero in the truest sense because he never was a villain. Because on his Earth, like, he's from Earth-X and he's always been kind of a, a hero fighting in that, in that Earth. Whereas our Snart, who died a hero, started out as a villain. I would love <laughs> so to sad. get it. Well, yeah, it, very, very sad. But I would love to get a return to like the Captain Cold that we got like in the early seasons of The Flash or the yeah. early season of Flash, where he was you know calculating and you know a a human going up against a speedster, somebody who had to think ahead of him, but also had the tools at his disposal with kind of Cold and and you know OMG science and all the things that go around that, but like some form of weakness that he could utilize against the Flash, but he had to be he had to kind of work it out and be be calculative. I, I'd love to see that a return of that Captain Cold. So one thing that I wonder, so is Cisco gone? Is he going to be in next season? Can we have a crisis without Cisco? Like I'm kind of thinking about like, how do we even win crisis without Cisco? Mm, is he going to come back just for that? And if he is gone, like I need closure, like actual closure. <laughs> I need to know that he is happy. And, you know, I guess if he leaves star labs and he's not part of team flash anymore, does he go and does he open Ramon industries? And become evil. 
Uh, not evil. We're going to have a positive Ramon in there. Okay. <laughs> no, he's just going to go on dating Instagram influencer and, and, you know, have a, have a happy life. And I think that's unfortunate. <laughs> it's not satisfying enough for me. It's really not. And, you know, are we just going to get a name drop every now and then about him like we do with Kid Flash? You know, oh, yeah, I'd be like, Cisco went to Tibet, so you know? <laughs> we don't actually, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but we, we don't actually know anything officially. So they left the door wide open, you know, uh, Han Solo. It almost seems like one of those, are they going to come to agreement on a contract type thing? Probably. That would be my guess, is that it, it, they, they, they set it up in a way that if Cisco wants to renew his contract for, uh, you know, if they want to back up the dump truck of money, you know, and be like, hey, we want you to come back. And he's like, all right, well, I'll come back, but only for X number of episodes a season. Wait, what if they kill him in crisis? Well, then even more of a waste oh. because they, they yeah. depart him before that. So, like, you know, I mentioned this last episode, but I think it's true. If they keep Cisco, I would love for there to be consequences for his actions. Like crisis is a great opportunity for Cisco to realize I really messed up. I could actually have saved all of this stuff, but I, because I don't have my powers, because I don't have the control. I mean, yes, they've got the, you know, like the garage door clicker that, that takes you from various earths and that sort of thing. But like, you know, with his mastery of the multiverse or potential mastery of the multiverse, he could have actually, you know, potentially thwarted the crisis. Maybe he ends up inadvertently being responsible for Arrow, uh, for Ollie's death from that standpoint. There's a lot of ways they could take it if they keep him, but you're right. I really do hope that, uh, that he does uh, come back at least for crisis. We don't know that he's officially gone yet. By the way, Brandon in the chat saying, I'd love to see Snart and the rogues play a bigger part in the show. This is true. I feel like in season one, we had a lot more rogues. This season, we got the younger rogues, which fit the theme with, with where things were going with Nora. But what do you think, Shannon? I mean, like, do you want to see the rogues, the, the old school rogues come back in full force? I think that'd be a badass season in itself. Yeah. That would be a really good season. It would give us a break from all the speedsters, but I guess I'm part of the small population that really likes having speedsters as a uh, villain. We are right there yeah. with you. Yeah, I like it too. You know, season four, season four was painful. There were some <laughs> good episodes. Like, I just did not like it. I think that there was a lot of missed opportunity in season four. Oh, man. Yeah, that was... That oof, again, another kind of unfortunate turn with that character. Like they, they could have done some amazing things with Thinker. And then it's like just the last episode. Oh well, we beat him. Yeah, it was it, very was much like right. there was just. It well, feel like technically, he's still in life. Ralph, right? Like arguably speaking, he's somewhere in the back of Ralph. Yes. <gasps> Maybe that's that, why Ralph is, is good. Why this we kind of like Ralph now? <laughs> yeah, the Shannon. Oh my gosh. Because <laughs> <laughs> I hate to admit it, like. I really didn't like him in season four, but they made me like him this season. Is that that you just blew my mind? I like it's so, as much it's the as thinker I don't in like me. The thinker, is it that I like the thinker working through Ralph? Has has he had this kind of a uh, conversion of sorts? Belle, what do you think? I mean, because Ralph is he was a lot less stupid this season. I, yeah, that, yeah. I, 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 with Ralph, it's one of those things where um, I liked Ralph last season. Uh, I, I didn't, you know, apologize for his crap behavior, and I thought that was kind of, you know, they, they, they wrote him as really, really, really bad. 
Um, but I the time for that character, like correct, like, correct. We'll, we'll yes. just put it this way: that that character's time is up. <laughs> that, that, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, if this but, was and, a couple of decades ago, maybe get away with. I just no, no. Yeah, it, it it like they they just didn't do him any favors, and yeah, that was just you know wrong wrong time uh, for that kind of character to be around. Which is why I was really glad that this season he you know was a new character, and I, I you know as as cool as I think it would be that there's thinker you know in his head, maybe a redeemed thinker who is uh you know working through him and making him better uh i feel like that was just a backlash to the negative uh you know <laughs> feedback they got from last season's ralph and that, that yeah, this is there's a there's an in-universe explanation for it that i kind of want to see if you want to headcanon that go for it <laughs> no, like, think about it man like why why not not just redeem one of the least loved hero characters in ralph why not use this as an opportunity to redeem one of the least loved villains in the thinker and like have him kind of do a, um, you remember, uh, what was it? Sensational Spider-Man when uh, Doc Ock was like basically in control of Peter's body. Yeah. The, the superior Spider-Man. Superior Spider-Man. Let's yeah. have a superior elongated man. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that could work. And maybe we've been seeing it. Like I, I could, I would actually love to see something like that happen before the series closes, like some sort of, you know, internal wrestling where, where the thinker was never fully gone uh that th- there could be something there love that idea shannon that, that's, yeah that, that's, that's good <laughs> well well shannon so how do you how do you rank all the seasons thus far we we did this a little earlier bo and i but i'm, I'm curious uh one through five like how would you place them i would go see and i'm conflicted with five because bo don't hate me i do not like nora what oh how do i kick shannon off this thing <laughs> <laughs> But we're losing Shannon. No, just go yeah. for it, Shannon. We want to hear it. Well, let's let's hear it. So I would rank them one, two, five, three, four, and I'm putting three in the number four spot because we only got one true episode of Flashpoint, and that was really disappointing. Yeah. And I didn't find y'all until like halfway through season three. So I missed y'all's talks on that. But I was I was really bummed that we didn't get more. So going into that we season. We got it, but I wanted more. Yeah. yeah. Going, going into Flashpoint. The, the Flashpoint thing was interesting because there was so much hype that led up to it. Like even, even at the end of the season and like the theories and the videos and the, the various podcasts, everybody was running with things, including Bell. So back then... Bell was really big on like, you know, Flashpoint all season long, Flashpoint all like half a season. And I was just like thinking about things and I was like, you know what? There's no way they've written themselves a check that there is no way they can cash. Like this thing is going to bounce hard. And so I actually went into that season fully prepared for Flashpoint to be at most two episodes at the beginning. And like even then they were still trying to maintain that hype when they started like trying to reset people's expectations, they're like, Oh, but there will be lasting, uh, you know, lasting, uh, uh, effects, you know, arrow, you don't know what it's going to be. And then you find out it's Diggle's daughter that, that, you know, his, his, his daughter. Yeah, I guess to truly do flashpoint, like we would already have to have existing DC TV, wonder woman, Aquaman, all that. that, They've got that though. Right. Like, you could oh, I'm sure it's coming. You could actually, you know, have done something to that effect. I mean, we we really kind of one of our big speculations going in was the idea of doing a flashpoint, but getting the actor that betrayed Ollie's dad to come back and play a green arrow 
you know, in the same way that Thomas Wayne, you know, was. Yes. And that uh, was such a good storyline. I exactly. think that was probably my favorite part of Flashpoint. And they could have done that for, for all that Arrow has done in terms of borrowing Batman stories. That would have been a really cool one for Flash to kind of go in that, that direction. But, you yeah. know, they didn't do that, which is fine. It's fine. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I had so much hope for Flashpoint, and yeah, my dreams were dashed upon the rocks. And I was, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was very. See, and I'm, they never. And correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, these seasons are long, and I haven't gone back and watched season five yet. Um, yeah, we everything everything gets all mixed up know, in did, our head. Go for it. Did Flashpoint ever like come up? Like, okay, well, we have Nora. How did Flashpoint play into this? And I'm sorry, like this is something that probably my biggest thing was season five. At no point did Cisco, especially, ever say, you know what. Nora being here is creating her own type of flashpoint. Like, this is not okay. Love you, but you need to go. Well, so they addressed that fairly and early Because on. they didn't really do that and stay on her, look at what happened. Yeah. Like, like they honestly, they asked for it. I'm not saying, like, I didn't like Nora, but that was pretty emotional. It, it got me in the feels. So so that's the thing. I, I will say this. Like, they, they did address it early on, but the reason why I'm giving Barry, Iris, all of Team Flash, but especially Barry and Iris, kind of a pass here is because to some extent they know what's coming. Um, they know she grew up without a father. If I, I'll put it this way. If I knew the risks of time travel, but then my daughter from the future who I have not met with yet and I find out she never really grew up knowing me was here, I would not be in a rush to send her back to the future. I think it would actually be worth the risk to know my daughter. So like that, you know, that's coming from like, you know, the mindset of a, of a father who knows he's not going to be there for her because he's going to die before that, that, that happens. I get it. I, I think it was worth the risk. Now, that being said, now that we know what the risk actually was, which is her eradication of her existence, maybe not. You know, so. Okay, exactly. So think about it. She they literally watched her just disappear from existence. Yeah, in their arms. So how do they move on and not just flashpoint Barry season three Barry Iris gets killed over and over and over again which side note that was amazing to watch <laughs> um you know how do they not just fall into this horrible depressive state like we got emo Barry in that one episode I think that her her acknowledgement of kind of you know where she was and where she came like she she basically achieved all that she wanted to be right she wanted to be a hero she wanted to meet her father. She wanted to take things in her own terms. She chose the path that she went on. She had an option uh, to move forward. And yes, it was kind of the, the no-win scenario, but she, she had an option of, of maintaining her existence, but she, she made that decision. Iris did not make that decision. Iris was murdered. Iris was horrible in the future. Oh my gosh! I was like, dang, you're you're terrible. I don't like you, and now I really just don't like well, you. Well, but no, we see that now, right? Because we saw that from it. It wasn't that she was horrible in the future. We were seeing it from a traumatized child's perspective. And yeah, that was that was all Nora's perspective of how she imagined her mother. Exactly. Now that being said, I'm sure Nora had some swings and misses as all parents do. But all that, all that to be said, you know, even at the time, I was like, you know what? Without knowing the full context, if I had to raise a speedster child solo, and I'm thinking about like one of my children in particular, if they had access to the speed force, like, no, I probably would have chipped them early on and and never told. <laughs> yeah, but here's my other thing with the whole Nora storyline going back and all that. You have the Flash Museum, which was awesome. I definitely want more of that. Oh yes, yeah, that, was, yes, that was great. Like I want, I want it to be real life. That was so cool. Um, so she she does all this research on the Flash. 
And at no point does she ever figure out that it's her dad. Uh, really? Come on. That that was and that, with that, was that a huge how does yeah. she not know through all of that that hey, my dad's mother was killed? Like, did they just lie to her? Did Iris and Papa Joe and Cecile they just lie to her her entire life? Yeah, I think probably that does make some sense though, because if they're trying to keep her from knowing her parentage and knowing that she is connected to the Flash, they probably would have kept the fact. They probably would have known that that you know her namesake was was murdered, but they probably kept the fact that he that she was murdered by the Reverse Flash. That's not on any police records. You know what I mean? Like that's that's not a case that they were able to pin on Eobard Thawne. I don't. No, but no, no, it, it was because Eobard confessed it. Yeah, remember? Right. That's he, how, gave, that's how... he gave Barry that confession tape at the end. That's true, but yeah, he, he didn't, no, 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 he did it as Wells. He didn't do it as Eobard. Go back. Remember, because this was a whole thing with, um, I, don't, I think, either yeah, Harry or Okay, but still, there's that confession tape that is Harrison Wall's face, and yeah. he never put two and two together that, hey, the reverse Flash who I'm working with is the guy in the confession tape. Harrison Wells isn't the reverse Flash, though. Eobard Thawne, especially at her time, Eobard Thawne would be definitively known as the reverse Flash. The the whole Harrison... Same face. Was, that's my point. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's a good point, I, you know, because he is wearing Harrison Wells' face. Okay, all right, all right. Well, the, the biggest surprise to me was that she didn't know. I, I, I always assumed that the moment that she traveled back in time, she knew that, that Barry Allen was the Flash, right? Like, I, I, I yeah. was, I completely thought that that was the case. And, uh, yeah, that, that shocked me when that wasn't the case. I was like, what? Really? Like, this is insane. All right. We got uh, joining us on the line as well. Let's see who we got here. Let's see. Everybody seems to have a little bit of issues when they're, when they're first logging in. Zoom is, uh, is kind of a new, new, thing i had to download the app which was fine yeah well the great thing about the app is that it doesn't um you know it doesn't require you to create an account who do we got who, who's jo- who's joining us now uh anthony anthony hey, anthony how's it going flash tv talk man how's it going i'm glad to be here you guys are awesome hey man thank you, thank you so much for joining us so of course we're talking season five what are you thinking man overall where did it fall in terms of uh you know good season bad season medium where were you at i think it was a good season uh could have done with uh out the who who was the big bag that wasn't uh reverse flash uh cicada cicada, cicada. i didn't like to see i like the younger cicada a lot better than the older cicada <laughs> i don't think that was the best performance as far as <laughs> how it came across with the uh, i will get it just that could have yeah. been better <laughs> He did. I agree with you. Like it's he was like, how long me. it took them to figure out who he was, though. What do you mean? It, well, it, well, the thing about it in general is a lot, especially the doctor that was helping him. It just seemed none of it. It didn't have any depth to it. Mm. Yeah, yeah she, I, I agree. You kind of just have like this this guy. He's angry because his niece got hurt, and he's gonna take revenge on everyone and get the person that did this. It was just it was stretched out way too long. Yeah. The thing I needed more than anything from this season from Cicada was why he decided to do a Batman voice the entire season. <laughs> yes, Bane. <laughs> he was like Batman, Batman and Bane voice. mix. Yeah, it wasn't even a good Batman voice. Yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> like that parody video. I don't know if y'all have seen it. Um, the college humor one, Batman. Yeah, and he's like, why do you want to kill me? Yeah. Where are the other drugs going? Just like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, Anthony, let me ask you this, though. Coming into, you know, looking ahead to next season, you know, who do you think the big bad's going to be? Who do you want the big bad to be? Well, well, okay. One, I think what they have to do, just because the way they did this season is 
Iris has to be pregnant, mm. has to be the twins in some way, shape, or form. One of them can be Dawn, one of them cannot be Dawn, but it has to be the twins. They have to somehow, some way, bring Reverse Flash into it, even if he's not a main aspect, because it can't happen. And then, oh, this main thing happened, this other main thing happened, but we're going to completely act like they didn't happen and go on to somebody that most people probably will have never heard of. I, I like the, the, the idea you guys had of Blue Flash, where Eddie could possibly come yeah. back as that person. Yeah. That would Cobalt be blue. Cobalt blue. Cobalt yeah. blue. There you go. Yeah. That would be an awesome storyline because, as you guys have pointed out, that's a major plot hole that doesn't. Here's the thing: if they did, if this was Marvel, they could work with it because how they did, <laughs> you know, spoilers in Endgame. Right, right, they right. They can do that workaround of why Reverse Flash still exists and he's gone and all that. Because otherwise, it makes it pointless that he's dead if Dawn is still there. And there's well, but they did kind of explain that though, right? Because the the concept of Dawn realizing that the negative Speed Force, in some form or fashion, keeps him alive. Is really kind of what's uh, what's driving that. And I get that. However, here's the one problem with that. When in the time stream, when Thawne killed himself, Reverse Flash disappeared. He didn't get to run into the Reverse Time Force before he disappeared. All the other ones could have, and they yeah. made sense to be alive. But that particular version of Flash, obviously has to come before the one we just saw because he has, um, uh, what's his name's face? So that means it has to be after he so-called, air quotes, disappeared. Yeah, you know, that's interesting that you bring that up because, yeah, you know, uh, Reverse Flash is sitting there telling Nora that the only way for her to survive is to run into the negative speed force, something that he did not do, and we clearly saw him not do. You're absolutely right in that regard. That's kind of interesting. So, uh, yeah, that is still kind of a plot hole in that regard is that, he did actually disappear. He didn't run away into the negative speed force. Um, so, but again, like I, yeah, that, that would be, I don't know. It's, I don't know how to reconcile that with, uh, <laughs> with the current timeline. I guess we need, I guess we need Bo to come up here with like a, with a whiteboard and like, uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> I like him. I know they're great. They're great. But at the same time, like, can can we really be mad at Reverse Flash right now? Because yeah, he killed Barry's mom. But at the same time, he would have never gotten to meet his daughter. Yeah. And here's another thing. I don't understand. One, the whole thing of Barry being all mad, saying. How could you go to Thawne? Because, Dad, like, maybe 10 episodes ago, we both went to Thawne to do something. <laughs> oh, okay, but that episode, though, that was one of the best scenes. That was the best. He can't be self-righteous going, how could you go with Thawne? Yeah, but I don't know him like you do, and you went to him, <laughs> so... Oh, that's hilarious. I didn't even think about that. You're absolutely right. Yeah, it's like... He he was she did she didn't know she she knew about Thawne yeah. she didn't know that that uh, that uh, she killed uh, Barry's mom like didn't know any of that kind of stuff about yeah. that and and, and, only, and they went on a field trip to go meet him <laughs> he was mad at Iris as well for again something he had done already and I could be wrong but he did it more than once because yeah he do it in in the the um what do you call it the where he switched everything. And all these a flashpoint. Flashpoint didn't yeah. he originally do that in Flashpoint. There's at least two to three times he's gone to Thawne for something, whether it be information or I need you to like. He went to Thawne to have him kill his mom again. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh yeah. That's, that's interesting. That's uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's uh, but you know, it's, it's, it's still kind of like uh, you got to put that kind of stuff in there. I guess, you know, the drama between Barry and, and Nora and uh, but it is kind of funny when he's like, don't do this. But like, you know, if I do it, it's OK. But you don't do this. Do as yeah. I say, not as I do. He's my favorite. It's I, I grew up not knowing much about him. And once I learned about him, the whole speed and time thing, I love it. But there's just certain aspects where stuff like that. OK, that doesn't that doesn't fit how he should like and, and him taking uh, um, taking her back to the future. I'm a dad, okay. So <laughs> yeah, no matter what, that is that that I'm gonna talk to my daughter first before I just go. You know what? I'm mad at you. Can't trust you. So I'm sticking you in the future where I never. So they either have to be one of the things. One, he's all in on the dad thing and loves her like a father and would overlook that and give her the benefit of the doubt. Or because he hasn't had her yet in his timeline. He's not fully connected to her, her as a dad. Oh, no, I think I think he is connected to her as a dad. But you got to remember, man, sending her back to the future is the speedster equivalent of sending her to her room. So you know, from that standpoint, you know, you gotta you gotta think fourth dimensionally. You had a parent fourth dimensionally. Well, I get that, but the the part is, then he goes and basically saying, "I never want to see you again." Uh, well, he did. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was. You can't come back, so I'm never. You will never see me again. I may see you. But you are never, ever allowed to see me again. The person who you... And she said, it's not like she didn't tell him that she came back in time for him. That's one main thing that she pointed out. I came back because you were never around. Yeah. But she lied. That's the thing. And you don't lie about reverse flash. And that's the thing. It's Eobard. If it was anybody else than Eobard, I'd be with you. But the thing is that, like, Eobard is so manipulative and so controlling. Bo, do you you want to fill them in on the point I made? What's that? Oh yeah, so 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 this is uh, uh, <laughs> the reason why you know uh, Barry takes her back to the future, right? Is because she went and you know uh, went to Eobard, right? And he's super mad about that. But lest we forget, didn't he take Nora on a field trip to go see Eobard <laughs> during the season? Yeah. That's different. He was there, and he could be like, "This is bad. You stay away." Hey, well, yeah. That wasn't that wasn't supposed to happen. That wasn't that wasn't planned. And, and he, he even to, said he that he didn't want to take her. And he went back to Thorn <laughs> to have him. Okay, Thorn, I need you to kill my mom. He basically brought her back to kill his mom. So he's allowed to even talk to Thawne in any serious fashion. But if Nora does it or his own wife does it, there's no way, shape, or form either of them could have any rational frame of mind of talking to him without it being something wrong. And obviously, in the end, Thawne had a, you know, he was pulling the strings, but still... I'll say this, it's it's that heroic vanity though, right? The hero always feels like no one can do this but me. No one understands but me. We see that. Now we we are kind of coming up on time, guys. So I do see that Jason Thompson uh, jumped in. Jason, you with us? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, Jason, uh, run us down real quick, man. What were your thoughts of this season? Um, You know, it's probably my second favorite. um, But uh, I'm really looking forward to next season, I think, more so. Uh, I'm hoping they do kind of maybe like a miniature, you know, half-assed villain for the first uh, 10 episodes and then after that we can get started on like what's going to happen after the crisis that's pretty good all right so let's let's go do, let's do this let's do kind of a round roundabout with this real quick crisis is coming you know we we can i think probably predict kind of a who lives who dies let's do a quick deadpool in terms of crisis 
Who is going to die? Shannon, starting with you. Oh, man, that's a tough question. Um, Oliver, I mean, he has to. Did y'all see the finale of Arrow? Spoilers! This is a the Arrow TV Talk podcast. People might not be oh, caught up. I don't even listen to that. But, like, <laughs> if, you, if you watch that finale, you know. All right, all right. Um, so, so, anybody else in Arrow? Maybe, maybe Supergirl. I mean, how is her show doing on ratings, honestly? Mm, okay. All right. Uh, Anthony, who are, you, who are you thinking for a crisis? Well, who dies? It's not going to be super. It's going to be uh, Oliver because specifically the whole point is so that it wouldn't be who we think it's going to be. So I think, here's the thing, because it's they're mirroring the DC universe, I think it's going to be similar to that type of storyline because you know who at the end of that episode went you know where with you know who. <laughs> um, it's going to be like the storyline where they have old Superman, Lois Lane, and somebody in the shape of either that version of this of Lex Luthor, the superhero Lex Luthor, mm. and maybe someone along the line similar to Superboy Prime for future crossovers because the fact that she went through is so close to Superman, old Superman and that Lois Lane. Even some way the, made, the way they made her look at the end of, you, you know, how she looked. So definitely Oliver, um, I don't think Supergirl will die because even if the ratings aren't that great, she's still high enough up there that there's something they're going to do with her as well as the rumors of there being a Superman show, which I personally don't think that's the best thing to do. If they cancel Supergirl, they can't cancel Supergirl and bring Superman. That that's just bad. That's, that's, that's a bad look. That's, that's a bad. That's look. bad. Uh, well, are Legends going to be in crisis? Yes. Yes, we know. I that. think they. So they which Legends are going to die? And maybe the easier question to answer is. No, this is this is cross die. universe though. Jason, Jason, who do you think's going to who do you think's going to die? I think we're going to see. Uh, you know, they had uh, mentioned on Twitter that weirdly Tom Welling was going to be doing a cameo on Arrow next season. What? And, no, uh, wait, no, wait. Has this uh, no, no, you're, you're lying. This is no, not you're true. messing with my heartstrings, man. No, Don't I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. And I, it, I didn't think it was going to be anything other than just a regular cameo, except now I think he's going to have gray streaks in his hair and break into houses to punch wife beaters. <laughs> I think, I think oh, he's going to be full golden age Superman. Interesting. Like kingdom that's, come style. That'd be fantastic. So that's right, crazy. So do you think, so who do you think is going to die, Jason? Well, I think, I think we're going to see that Superman die. And, um, you know, I don't, I feel like everyone on team flash is pretty much safe at this point. I think there's going to be a few dead legends for sure. Yeah. And also, um, I, I watch all the shows, so I can tell you for sure that Lex Luthor has been addressed in the finale of Supergirl right, in terms right. of crisis. Bell, so, uh, Bell, let's get yours in real quick. Who do you think is going to die? Because I got one more question I want to send to the uh, to the group before we before we close out. Definitely Oliver. Probably a couple legends. Uh, I feel like they're going to trim their cast down maybe a little bit more, or get rid of the originals that have been on there since the beginning. Because they even made mention of that in an episode recently. So okay. yeah. All right. All right. Fair enough. I'm I'm going to say definitely uh, Oliver as well. I'm going to throw one out that y'all haven't mentioned yet. I think that Barry Allen, John Wesley Ships, Barry Allen is going to die. In I was literally just about to say that. Yeah, like I think that I think that it's not a, it's not a true crisis if a Flash doesn't die, and I think they are going to kill a Flash, and I think it's going to be '90s Barry Allen, John Wesley Ship. He is going to be the one that that's going to end up taking it. He may. I'll even say this: he may even sacrifice himself so that Arrow doesn't have to die, so that Arrow actually gets a conclusion that that he's able, to, you know, so that it's supposed to be Arrow. We're all expecting to be Arrow. They may subvert that, and then all of a sudden, it's like you thought, you know, this should be Flash, but we're going to set it up for Arrow. But guess what? It is Flash, just not the one you're thinking about. 
I'm calling it right here and now. John Wesley ships Barry Allen going to die in crisis. And if I'm wrong, it's because he was secretly Eobard Thawne the entire time. All right, next. <laughs> Not everyone can be Thawne. Oh, clearly, you haven't watched the season finale of Arrow. So. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my other thing. Uh, if you could choose one show that is not connected with the CW verse and including, uh, and I'm going to include the, the John Wesley ship flash as well. Cause they've kind of already slightly tied that in there. So if you could choose one show that has not yet been connected into this multiverse to, to overlap with the crisis, to have characters pop in, which show would that be? We'll go in reverse order this time. Jason. 1966 Batman. Ooh, Ooh. yes. Yes. Ooh, man. How could Burt Ward? He's still kicking. I mean, I think they should reboot that show and just make it new. It would rival Legends. Oh, yeah. So you're like cool Legends, Legends prime the pump for that. Oh, absolutely. Recast it and just make the brand new, totally campy Batman show. I'm in. Fantastic. All right. You got the costume back. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. Anthony. Um, I'm actually going to go, and I'm, I didn't expect that I would ever go this way, but it can be any of the shows on the DC app because I didn't want to like it, I went in there for the free trial and said, I'll binge everything, <laughs> give them a chance. I even like Krypton. Really? Yeah. It's okay. Think of all the things you don't like or reasons why not to like Gotham because let's face it, there's no freaking Batman. But Gotham had its moments. Gotham had its moments. <laughs> I, I got I to defend Gotham for a quick second here because I was yeah. on the Gotham podcast for, for a minute. And so, you know, it had its moments. Yeah. Yeah. I watched the very last episode of that one scene where he finally shows up. And that's the only thing I ever wanted to see in that show. And it was still disappointing for those mm. five minutes. Mm. But <laughs> you can take you can take the Titans. You can take Doom Patrol. You can take the only reason you can't do uh, uh, um, Krypton is just because of how it takes place might be a bit hard to make that fit in yeah but either of those shows especially titans the things they do with those characters you would not expect that they would actually do like they don't shy away from being realistically hard of how it would be if you're a freaking superhero with these powers in the real world it's not all nice and clean and if they threw any of those in there which they can because they own them it would make the biggest ratings for any of their crossovers period yeah that's good that's good all right shannon bring us home what do you think which show titans. Is titans titans hands well. down. it is awesome and that also gives you an opportunity to bring kid flashback yeah, there you go. Mm, okay all right bell what do you think of the show uh i i think black lightning makes the most sense since it's, but they say it's, he's part of the cw verse i know not technically but he is like they need okay okay if well, he's not in crisis i'm gonna be mad like yeah so so then in, in that case then i would have to go with Gotham, uh because i watched the first season and i love the parts when it was like super goofy but like when it started like trying to mix super goofiness with seriousness it sort of turned me off but like as i understand it as the season as the show went on much like legends which i love and adore i think is the best show on television Gotham just like <laughs> further and further off the deep end, the more seasons it had, just like Legends. And so I may give Gotham a second chance. And so like if I can see just this, you know, even another show that's just as ridiculous as, as Legends in the CW verse, that would be awesome. All right, so they're going to yeah. bring in Mad Eye Mooney? Yeah! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Well, hey, thank you all so much. Shannon, Jason, Anthony, thank you all so much for uh, for tuning in, joining us for the uh, for our live chat discussion and uh, improving that this uh, the, the whole Zoom thing, despite being Flash TV talk, you know, Zoom TV talk ended up kind of working. A little yeah. Bit yeah, yeah. So this yeah, might be something we use in the future as well. 
uh, guys, y'all are awesome. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll 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 go ahead and let y'all go so we can go ahead and uh, wrap the show. But um, yeah, we'll be keeping up with y'all throughout the uh, the summer as well. Talk right, to you at Christmas. Bye. Bye. Thanks, guys. All right. Bell, man. Okay, so here we are. The season season uh, has has passed. Um, any any kind of final words for season five? Do we do we want to pour some out? I mean, I feel like we should pour some out for for Nora in particular. But and I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. I love Nora. She's still my favorite character. Well, I, you know, I, I I was saying it from a long time ago is that I knew Nora had to go. Um, I thought that was a, a an excellent way to send off her character. I thought she had one of the the best and most complete and and fullest and beautiful character arcs of any character on this show. I, I think that was because she only had one season. I, I'm glad for that. I would really have hated to have Nora be Nora and for us to love her. And then three seasons down the road for them to just do something really dumb with her and have, you know, yeah. you know people just, just not like, and so, you know, yeah, it, it's sad that she's not going to be back. I really liked her. And, uh, but I, I think, I think that was one of the best character arts we've ever seen on the show. And, um, yeah. you know, because of that, this is one of my favorite seasons, uh, especially because of Eobard. Uh, it's just, you know, they, they need, they need to, they need to trim either the episode number down or make everything somehow related to the through line of, of the season and one-off episodes are fine or even mini arcs within, within season, like, you know, two episode, three episode story arcs. Uh, so long as they each tell a conclusive coherent story that maybe has something to do with it. But I, I, in a lot of cases, I just didn't feel like Cicada did that mainly because a lot of times, Oh, we got Cicada. She's on the ropes or he's on the rope, depending on what we're talking about. We could easily end this by doing a very simple thing. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh no, killer frost is not going to like, you know, hold him down with the ice powers or whatever. It was just, it was just, there's a lot of like, you know, lazy stuff revolving around that. And then that just kind of bothered me about it. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Leon, you're absolutely right. In the chat there says uh, shots to Nora and Ramon. So absolutely, you know, <laughs> raise a glass yeah, to, yeah. to Nora and Cisco for this season. But, you know, hopefully we'll we'll see him back. Well, Nora, maybe, maybe. Cisco, Cisco. maybe. Like, here's Cisco. the thing. I'll, I'll, you know, get ready for Nora West Allen to be the new Eobard Thawne of Flash TV Talk. Every <laughs> single new character. Like, what if she's actually Nora and she found a way back through the Speed Force? The negative Speed Force got her anyway. It did it with Eobard. It could happen with her. No, I'm just kidding. We'll see what yeah. ends up. But one way or the other, fantastic season overall. Yes, not not a perfect season, but what television series really has a perfect season? Speaking of which, stick around. We're going to be doing some uh, Thrones TV talk to wrap up uh, the, uh, the the conclusion of Game of Thrones here after the music. <laughs> um, Bell, I, I want to kind of address maybe the uh, the question of what's going to happen over the the off season here. We're we're heading into the summer. Typically, that means a few months. Everybody goes out, they get tanned up, they enjoy their their summer break. Nobody's watching TV because we're all out uh, having a good time. Uh, but you know, but you know, some people like their B and B fix. They like they like hanging out with us, uh, geeking out from time to time. So we're we're o- long overdue on a couple of panel to screen episodes. So I think it's safe to say that's going to be coming your way. Um, I kind of want to tease out something, but I haven't talked to you about it yet, so I don't know if I should. <laughs> well, hey, I got a, you got a camera on my face right now, so you get to see my live reaction. I'll be like, yeah, that'll be great. Well, <laughs> I'll just put it this way. I, you know, I, I've kind of been wrestling. I, th- th- there are some various shows out there. Us being able to do a little Thrones talk at the end of uh, every single episode has been a lot of fun. And there's a lot of great TV shows for that require some talking. And in the past... You know, I, you know, I'll just pull the curtain back. We, we've tried some different things with kind of DC TV talk and like, oh, we knew this show and even Legends TV talk. You know, thankfully, uh, you and your team over there have, have redeemed what that show uh, kind of fell flat on in its first season with that <laughs> podcast specifically fell flat on in its first season. 
Uh, and that's because like, you know, exponentially growing live shows didn't really work. We didn't have the, the backend capacity to handle all that. I mean, even, you know, for those that are tuning in now, right now, this is actually quite humbling because back in the day, if we were to do a live camera, you would see me in my great studio. But since I've moved to Houston, you get to see me and these red curtains back here. <laughs> it's, it's far less professional looking from that standpoint. Um, but, you know, there's such great shows that folks, you know, that I think we can, we can maybe dive into and, you know, maybe, maybe you and me, maybe, you know, some other folks kind of getting in the mix for various shows and maybe kind of do a, a round series of, uh, of various television shows, a binge TV talk, if you will, going through some shows that are already kind of fully concluded. Um, you know, the, part of the structure of that is kind of figuring out like when you're doing a binge watch, do you do a podcast for every single episode? Do you do a, a bunch, you know, kind of a clump of episodes? Do you do a season, but you kind of dissect it from different character perspectives? That's something, uh, by the way, you know, that approach we actually kind of did with a, another podcast, uh, which is called Once Upon a Time in Wakanda, which is kind of a deep dive into the Black Panther film in which we kind of took each episode to dive into different characters. And maybe there's kind of a way to do that in kind of binge watching television shows and just taking different character arcs throughout the season and talking about them that way. All I'm saying is that there's a lot of TV talking potential. And if we were going to get experimental, over the summer would be the time to do it. So stay tuned to Flash TV Talks uh, Facebook page, to the Twitter account, uh, and we will be promoting out some different things that are going on. Beyond that, look for a couple of panel to screen episodes to happen your way over the summer. And, uh, you know, for those of you who have been supporting us over our Patreon, you know, we tease it out uh, near the beginning of the, se uh, the season. And, of course, we want to uh, remind you, yes, for all of our patrons, you will be getting those prints. Uh, it is going to be uh, uh, Sherlock Wells riding a baby giraffe, uh, <laughs> which seems... Very appropriate for this season. So uh, look for that art to head your way. Uh, we really can't wait to get that out to you. And thank you so much for supporting the show. If you also want to support the show for uh, future seasons to make sure that you have as professional as possible podcasting quality when it comes to talking about The Flash, head over to uh, patreon.com slash TV talk. Support the show. Uh, keep this content coming. Of course, you can follow us throughout the week. You can follow us individually on Twitter. I'm at the Real Bo York, and Bell is at Ring That Bell. But if 280 characters isn't enough to express your love for our show, feel free to email us at flash at podesteri.com. That's P-O-D-A-S-T-E-R-Y.com. And of course, for uh, all the latest and greatest breaking news, you know, we try to make sure that we keep things spoiler free, but still kind of cover some different things, especially as it revolves around Comic-Con and that sort of thing. Uh, you can keep up over at facebook.com slash flash TV talk, where we love doing these things live. And since this format seemed to work fairly well, Look for us to do kind of a live call-in show in this kind of way uh, before next season kicks off. Um, and so, and, and again, at the end of that season, and maybe again, even for Grandma Esther's. Um, I'm a little nervous about doing this for Grandma Esther's, just because- yeah, You can see me all like, hey, uh, hey. This is the, I love you, Bo. <laughs> Grandma Esther's has so many like pre-made, like, you know, bits and music and sketches and, you know, if people looked and saw our faces but heard Cher's voice, then it'd be confusing, right? <laughs> yeah, I think Grandma Esther's is just a special place that, that needs to reside in, in the format in which it resides. That's that's a good point. That's a good point. But one way or the other, uh, we love hanging out with y'all. Thank y'all so much for tuning in this season. We'll be back, don't worry, very, very soon. In fact, you can even say we'll be back in a flash. Thrones TV talk. You ready for this? Let's do it. Okay. Um, so over under, how, how much did you get right? Um, as far as like predictions of, of you know, I, I, 
I knew Danny was going to kill, uh, or John was going to kill Danny. Like yeah, I, I saw I that coming. Had that one. Um, I didn't know what was going to happen with the throne though. Like I, I had no idea. Like I kind of felt Sansa was going to be independent, but I didn't know if maybe they would just give her the seven kingdoms and she'd just be like, I don't know, but that wouldn't make any sense. So I didn't, I didn't get who was going to be on the iron throne. Um, nobody. I've been calling that for like all season long is saying that well, nobody was going to get the iron throne. Technically like in my pool, in my pool, I did put nobody on the iron throne, mm-hmm. uh, which was technically correct because the iron throne was melted. But I'm saying like, who was the ruler of the six kingdoms? Yeah. But even no, we'll see. You didn't think the six kingdoms back then you thought the seven kingdoms. So even you have a king in the South and a queen in the North. And my prediction going into this was that a Stark would rule either from a seat in the North or a seat in the South. And it ended up being both. So I'm claiming that as two for me (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 i'll give you that yeah but so i I had that one um so let me ask you this in terms of uh a brand how do you feel about brand how do you feel about brand well it's sort of weird because like Tyrion's like why don't you become lord of winterfell and he's like i can't i'm a three-eyed raven i you know uh, whatever i'm i I can't i'm being all weird emo bird guy and uh then he's like, Bran, you should be king. And he's like, why do you think I came all the way down here? And it's like, but you, you didn't, you, you didn't want anything earlier. And now you want to be king of the six kingdoms. Like, I don't, I don't get it. I'm not, I think he'd be a good king. Sure. Because he can see the future. Right. And that's a very useful skill. <laughs> uh, especially when like people are trying to plot to kill you and stuff. So yeah. Yeah. I think he's a good choice. I would definitely go with him. Um, but again, he can't have children. Who knows how long the three eyed raven lives? Maybe he's eternal. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I um, you know, so I I I was a little I was mildly disappointed with Bran being chosen. It sat well with me after the fact. Like in the moment, I was like, "What?" And then after the fact, I'm like, "Nah, yeah." And I mean, like again, it's, it, you know, I I think I can't remember who I heard this from, but like the original Avengers. I heard described as a kind of 9-11 revenge fantasy. Uh, I think, no, I think it was an article that the New York Times did about that, that, that film. And I was like, oh, that's a really interesting thought. So if I'll put it this way, if, if, if Avengers was a 9-11 revenge fantasy, Game of Thrones is a War of the Roses revenge fantasy because the Starks, you know, and, and for those unfamiliar, the War of the Roses was a civil war that took place in, in England a long, 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 hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years ago. Uh, and in so, uh, the ancestral family of myself, the Yorks, were dethroned by the Lancasters. Uh, and you can see very specifically the, the tie-ins of the, the Lannisters and the Lancasters, the Yorks and the Starks. There's a, there's a very specific tie-in. Even, even the Rose of York was white, just like the, the colors of uh, House Stark. And then the Rose of uh, Lancaster was red, like the Lannister red as well. So, you know, th- I remember reading the book and thinking, because the, the first book I read was Game of Thrones the, before even seeing the series, and catching very quickly that this is a, a War of the Roses-inspired uh, book. And so, you know, when Ned got his head cut off, I'm like, yeah, yeah, the Starks are going to lose. I, I, I know what happens in this story. Yeah. I'm not currently the king of England. I'm aware of what happens in this story. <laughs> like, You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's one of these things where it's kind of like, okay, interesting. And so to have Sansa, who is essentially, you know, you could argue about who, who her kind of historic inspiration is, but you could... She she is essentially Elizabeth of York, who was married to Henry Tudor and kind of ended the War of the Roses in that capacity. Her brothers were killed and, and you know, she ended up becoming this pawn. So instead of her being a pawn, her actually being a queen and the, the, the Starks kind of take it. So, you know, from that standpoint, I, I'm surprised that it ended that way because I don't think the books would have such a big redemption for the Starks that way. 
Um, but at the same time, I, you know, I am mad at him. Like I, I, yeah. I'm team Sansa all the way. I've been pulling for her for seasons. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's nice to see her kind of finally get the long end of the stick as opposed to the short end of the stick. You know? well, think so. about it this way, like her, her entire arc has been about like, if you, you look about who she would, all she wanted to do was leave the North. All she wanted to do was be, be queen, leaving King's land. She wanted to get away from home. Yeah. And so, you know, to see her kind of come full circle where now she is like, like the champion of the North that she is like the champion of her home. She's kind of come to terms with knowing her place and her people. Even when she went back to um, uh, when she was betrothed to Ramsey and she knew she was in a bad situation, even before she knew how bad it was going to be like, she was like, I'm home here. Like, even yeah. though that I'm, I'm trapped, like she's there trapped. must always be a Stark in Winterfell. She's back in Winterfell. And so that gives her that she knows that gives her an edge that no matter how bad it's going to get, she's going to be able to, to get, get through it. Yeah. Um, so Doug that uh, fine with Bran. Here's yeah. my big thing though. Yeah. What's up? So Jon Snow kills Danny. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyrion, uh, you know, relinquishes his handship or whatever. Um, and then they both get imprisoned for months while it takes, you know, for everybody to be, to be gathered in, uh, at the dragon pit at the end. They lost that travel buff they had last season or, or even like most of this season. Like, you know, once, once the game was over, they lost that buff. And so now everybody can't teleport to the same location. It takes a month to get back there. And yeah. And so you're telling me that gray worm didn't immediately Man, don't get me started on gray worm. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Gray worm didn't immediately kill Jon Snow upon finding out that he was the one who murdered Daenerys. What was Grey Worm's deal, man? Like, talk about a character that just got, like, I mean, a lot of characters this season just wasted, wasted. But Grey Worm in particular, yes, and more, exactly. (laughs) Grey Worm in particular, it's like, dude, what is your motivation here? Like, you know, like, you feel like you owe something to Danny, fine. And then as soon, like, and then he's saying, like, as soon as we do this thing, like, let's get out of here. We're not, we're not, we're not actually for her. We're not actually for this. We're just helping her do this thing because I guess he feels like he owes her a debt because because, you know, she helped liberate him. But like, you know, like he just goes in, he messes the place up and then, you know, kind of like rolls out at the very end. Like, why is he even taking such a strong stance in that moment when he's not even invested in the place? Yeah, he could have come across as more uh, reluctant to do his queen's bidding since they had won the capital. You know, like I, I feel like it could have been one of those things where maybe the Northmen started the. uh uh, the massacre of the Lannister soldiers, as opposed to Grey Worm throwing the spear at the dude. Um, and, he was you know, brainwashed by Danny. Like that's the thing, man. Like, well, once Masande, like that's the thing. Those Masande was his exit plan. Like he he would have been completely different had she been alive, but she wasn't alive. And so I think at that point he was like, I don't care. Like the only thing that I wanted was Masande and I to go back to North so that we can, uh, you know, hang out and be cool and groovy and all that kind of stuff. Um, but that didn't happen, and so he was very angry and he was very mad that. Cersei and her forces took away that from him. Terrible uh, arc for his character. Terrible. Yeah. Character. I mean, it's still kind of understandable. Like, I, I'm not I, saying I, it's not understandable. I just think it's a terrible arc for that can like that character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say this though. That, well, hold on. What would you have liked to have seen from from Grey Worm? Uh. Well. So what I would have liked to see from Grey Worm has more to do with what I would have liked to see from the season as a whole, which is more time to develop what's going on with a lot of these characters. Yeah. Like. He, he like I think Grey Worm had like what six lines of dialogue, if that, the entire season, which is probably true of most of all of these characters. Like I'm cool with Danny going evil. I'm cool with her, the Mad Queen. Yeah. I think that's a great arc for her character. Yeah, for sure. But they didn't earn it this season. They didn't get a no. chance to stretch that out and go there with her. Same thing with like 
I, you know, even to some extent, I will say this for Jon Snow, I would have loved some more exploration in Jon Snow. I would have loved to see the struggle of dragon versus wolf. And I would have actually loved to see ghost play more of a, a like the, the animals of, you know, Viserion and, or not Viserion, um, oh, uh, Rhaegal. I, I would have loved to see, see, you know, the, the dragon and the wolf actually kind of being kind of at odds with each other. Um, I think Wolf should have fought Viserion instead of, you know, John standing there like an idiot prepared to get, you know, consumed by an undead. First off, it was Drogon. Uh, uh, Viserion was... Uh, uh, I'm talking about... Well, I'm talking about back at the... Um, back in Winterfell. Although I will say with Drogon, when they... when <laughs> During this, I was like yelling at the screen. I was like, John, don't just sit there and die. Fight the freaking dragon. Like, there needs to be this the stark in him like he needs to recognize he's a stark you know what i mean like yeah, he's also targaryen he is and i'm not saying that he's not but what i'm saying is what would have been interesting is an arc in which he explores what that means to be a targaryen but then beyond that recognize that he is actually a stark because he never felt like a stark before but now he knows he's like this trueborn son right and yeah. so to have him like because he learns now that he is truly a targaryen it helps him fully recognize his starkness I think that would have been a cool exploration for the character instead of, I don't want it. She's our queen. She's everyone's queen. I don't want it. You know. Yeah. Well, also, I should say the seed is strong because uh, you look at um, uh, all of Robert Baratheon's bastards. They're all black of hair. Uh, and all of his other children are not because they weren't his. Well, all the Targaryens are uh, like platinum hair and they have uh, like purplish eyes. John didn't, which means well, that's yeah. that stark seed is strong. That's what I'm talking well, it's, about. It's the same thing with um, I mean, that, that's if, if you actually go back in the books too. I mean, generally, the child takes more physical attributes from the mother's side of the family. Like there's no real like genetic explanation for it other than just that's the way it works in Westeros because like all of the Stark children are more Tully in appearance. Like they all, they all look far more Tully than John. John looks more Stark than the rest of them, which is kind of a clue to the fact that, you know, is, is, uh, Oh, with their red hair and stuff. Yeah, exactly. So but that doesn't make any sense for, for, uh, Robert's it, bastards. It doesn't make any sense anywhere. It just is what it is. <laughs> like, like there's always, there's just clues that you just kind of look at and you kind of pull from and, it doesn't need to make sense. It just thematically works. That's yeah, great. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, whatever, whatever. All right, this episode overall, though, I will say this. Despite the fact that I was dis this disappointed the entire season, this episode I was quite okay with. I actually yeah. really enjoyed it. I thought it landed very well. Sure, I, I absolutely agree. Like it, it wasn't, it wasn't like holy crap, that was good, and it wasn't like oh, this is terrible. It was kind of like all right, cool, yeah, that's that's how I can see it ending. Like okay, cool. Like I, uh, <laughs> Sam I, bringing up democracy, I was like, yeah, that that's hilarious. Um, you know, Tyrion being punished by being hand again when he doesn't want it to be. Yeah, great. Um, the small council, the new small council. I I totally dug. I actually was like, just stay in here a little while. I I loved the small council meetings. Was always one of my more favorite aspects of the show. So I was Ron like, on of the Blackwater, being master of coin, and and the uh the the Lord of the Reach or the Lord of um the High Garden High Garden yeah, 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 yeah. High Garden was yeah. over the Reach though, right? Isn't that their their territory? I don't know. I can't recall. There was one guy that was at the council meeting that I wasn't sure what he represented. Which guy? All right. So if you go around the, the council meeting, there was like two relatively new faces or faces we didn't necessarily recognize. One of them seemed like he was like accompanying somebody else. And then there was one dude that was sitting next to. Um, oh, you're talking about in the blue? I'm talking about next to. No, I'm talking. Not, not the kid. I'm talking about the guy. <laughs> that was, yeah. Which, by the way, that guy sprouted up. I know that. Yeah. You know, Having had a child before, I know there's a lot of debate on how you should feed your children and for how long. I'm just saying, if there was ever a case for why, 
That kid shot up. That's all I'm saying. All I, right. I'm, I'm also saying that Liza Aaron is part giant. <laughs> that could be the case. <laughs> that could be the case. That's, that's, that's as much as we'll say about that. But anyway, all that to say, uh, no, there was a dude that was sitting next to Samwell uh, that was unrecognized. And Sam makes sense because as I understand it, he was there, his family with the, uh, oh, oh, the Martells wiped out. His family were the new lords of that region. No, Dorn. There was a guy from Dorn there at the council. He was all Dorn, the way. Yeah, Dorn's different though. Dorn. Dorn has so there's seven kingdoms, right? Yeah. Uh, you got you got the the Dornish. So you had the Dorn guy that was there. You got I forget which the region is, but you got Casterly Rock as the capital, and you had Tyrion there for that. You had the place that the Martells were over, or not the Martells. I'm you're messing. thinking of, you're thinking of the Tullys. No, I'm or not Tarleys, the Tarleys, the Tarleys. Not well, the Tarleys took over. This is what I'm saying. The Tarleys took over from um, Marjorie. Terrell, the Terrells. Terrell. Thank, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you. So Martell, Terrell, you can see where that threw up, threw me off. But so the Terrells died. And so that Tarly's family ended up taking their, their place. Did that, they? Yeah. Because remember, that was a whole deal with them betraying the, the, the Tyrells in order to, because they, they sided with um, the Lannisters with Cersei. So they would end up, you know, getting that, getting the, the lordship, which eventually, because I guess Sam went to the Maester School, that means there was no more Tarleys to be able to run it, which means now it's open again. Which gives it to um, Bron. Bron. Okay. They don't. They don't dive into this, but like you know, it, it's there. Like that's that. That's kind of cool. That you can kind of figure out and piece all this together. But anyway, so you had them. So that's what. That's three kingdoms right there. You got the Starks in the north. You got um. Uh. You got uh, uh, Gendry in in the Stormlands. Yeah. That's five. You got the Vale. You got the kid. He's there. Six. Uh, six. And then uh, Yara for the Iron Islands, but exactly. that wasn't a kingdom. So that's seven. So that's seven. Exactly. So from that standpoint, there's a, no, the Iron Islands were the seventh kingdom. So from that standpoint, there's still one person who was at that meeting that I did not recognize and have no clue what region he's supposed to like speak for. He was sitting in between Edmir and uh, Samwell, right? Man, when Edmir stood up, I was like, dude, yeah. sit the F down, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, yeah. No. When she called him out for that, that was great. You pulling it up on your phone right now? Yeah, I'm trying. My keyboard, my keyboard is a mechanical keyboard, so it's very clicky. So I don't, you know, like to type on it while we're podcasting. Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. Um, shout out to everybody if if anybody is still tuned in at Flash TV Talk Facebook yeah. page for for the Thrones TV Talk. I think the last uh, conversations I saw were like 16 minutes ago, which is fine. Which is fine. You know. This All is right, let's see here. Bonus for anybody that likes it. Who are the lords and lady? Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, okay. So it's Edmure Tully. We know him. Uh, Jan Royce. He was the, the Lord, uh, in the veil. Robin Aaron. We know who he is. Yar Greyjoy. We know who she is. The unnamed newbies. Okay. This is what it's sitting here. Let's see. Uh, there's a Prince of Dorn. Um, yeah, we, we saw him. He was the, the only guy who looks Dornish in that entire assembly. <laughs> Well, I mean, uh, he was like he was dorned up too. He had the the robes <laughs> and everything. He was he was super dorn. Bathroom, um, all full orange, you know. Yeah, he's probably drunk on wine too. Who knows? <laughs> um, let's see. On Yara's side is another random northerner. Into Jan Royce's left, there's an old guy who kicks off the laughter. Yeah, we didn't know who that guy was. Uh, to Gendry's right sits yet another unnamed lord who happens to support Brand. Uh, Brand. Then there's okay. the guy sitting next to Edmure. So these, these are these are just no idea. Folks. Okay. All right. Fair enough. So the point is that they're not supposed to represent anything other than being either advisors or they are the most powerful lords in Westeros. That's how Tyrion introduced them all. Yeah, but like, think of it. Think of it, brother. There's been so much upheaval and so much war and so much death that all the powerful people are dead except for the Starks and like a couple other 
you know, named character with plot armor. Yeah, that's 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 fair. That's fair. <laughs> You're the most powerful lords in Westeros. Who's this? Uh, this is Billy. Um, he was just he was still alive over there, so he's now the lord. Yeah, everyone else in his family is dead except for him, so he is now in charge of all the lands and titles. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no 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 not even that like all the all those families that were ahead of him all died and so he's here what's his background well he he sits in the corner and um comments on things uh, we will make him the lord of commenting on things and he will digital <laughs> <laughs> yeah. shall be what do you want your schedule to be uh, uh a youtube comment <laughs> <laughs> i don't even know how you make that to the sigil what what are your words? Like and subscribe. All hail Billy <laughs> of House Billy. Like and subscribe. He's the most powerful Lord in Westeros. Put, put the bell on. Those are his words. Click <laughs> that bell. Ring the bell. No, no, not that. Anyway, uh, all right. So yeah. So uh, despite being a rough season, stuck the landing at least to an extent, and we. Yeah. That's Thorns TV Talk for you. Hey, we got, like I said, some more TV Talk coming your way in some form or fashion. Stay tuned to Facebook.com slash Flash TV Talk, Twitter.com slash Flash TV Talk for some news as it relates to that. Will I get Bell to binge Downton Abbey? Probably not, but I could probably get him to binge some other stuff. Thank y'all all for joining us, and uh, yeah, we'll see y'all uh, we'll see y'all soon. Bye. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.